In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, the one God to whom all praise is forever due. We thank him for his mercy. We thank him for his kindness. And above all, we thank him for his divine revelation for the benefit of man and mankind. We thank him for Moses and the Old Testament. We thank him for Jesus and the New Testament. And we thank him for Muhammad ibn Abdullah, the great Arabian prophet, and the Holy Quran, peace be on these worthy servants of Almighty God. But if I, as a student of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, I would be remiss in my duty and acknowledgement of the wisdom and guidance that I have gotten from that man up until this very moment he is teaching us. So I thank him for teaching me of Muhammad the first and the last. And I thank Almighty God Allah for raising, for coming among us as the scripture says he would come himself. And that one did come. He appeared in the person of Master Farad Muhammad the great Mahdi. He came July of 1930 and he found in Detroit, Michigan thousands of blacks lingering in the slums and ghettos of America, lost and destroyed and despised and rejected. And nobody wanted us. But he came and he found many among us, but one he chose to represent him and he would be on a mission for 44 years that he would teach and train. And among those that he taught and trained was like none other of the students because the students had to be tried thoroughly. And the Honorable Elijah Muhammad tried the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan thoroughly. Not only with the uh, opposition that was apparent which was white people in America but he was tried with uh, his own peers out of envy and jealousy that he under, uh, undergo and one day he had, he had reached the limit at a meeting in Chicago and he told the Honorable Elijah Muhammad that I'm going to deal with my enemies today and he stood up and the Honorable Elijah Muhammad <laughs> diffused the anger that was in the minister by standing up, throwing his handkerchief on the table and saying, seek refuge in Allah with, uh, from the envier when he envies. Walked out the room, came back in and said, you know, brother, when you're building a building, you have a corner board in that building to hold up the corner of the building. That board has to be strong. And if that board breaks, you throw that board away and get another one. That was a lesson. So I thank the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan for his fine example and his work of service and sacrifice and suffering. You have to suffer when you're dealing with black folks, y'all. There's a suffering component involved when you're trying to raise up our people from the depths of the lowest of the low. A people who have been robbed of their names, their language, their culture, their God, their history.
And now a man got to come and teach you, a black man and a black woman, that you are beautiful people when you hated your black skin. That's a hard job. But I thank Allah for the stand, the last man standing in the line who is connected to the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, who is the exalted Christ of your Bible. I thank Allah for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and all of their names. I greet you all with the greeting words of peace. We say it in the Arabic language. Assalamu alaikum. We, uh, how many are here for your very first time? Never been to the mosque before? Oh man. Give yourselves a round of applause. Thank you. Because it's all about you. It's all about you. You know, in the book of Ezekiel, under the title of God's Watchmen, it talks about how if the people are not warned and they die in their sins, then their blood is required at our hands. But if the people are warned and they turn not away from their wicked ways and are killed, you have delivered yourself as a warner, as a teacher, as a guide. So we're here, brothers and sisters, to uh, really get your blood off our hands. We're here to get your blood off of our hands. And it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Brothers and sisters, the rise of the Messiah to ends in Satan's world. Part three. This really can go on for many, many more weeks. I don't know how much longer Allah is going to have me on this. But we are here to stand with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Before I go any further, I got to give... Brother Student Minister Khalil, Student Minister Aisha, a big round of applause for their opening words. All praise is due to Allah. The fire that is uh, inherent in the word is very important. Why? Because it is the fire, the heat of the word that will unthaw your mind. In the uh, Masonic order, when you talk about 32 degrees, water freezes huh? at 32 degrees. So the fire, the word of God that comes from the mouth and the spokesman of God got to be strong enough, powerful enough, penetrating enough to the core in the marrow of your bones. To get into the core of your thinking, beloved. So that it can dissolve and, and uh, do away with, melt the misconception. I'm talking about ideas. You're not frozen physically. But the ideas, the miseducation of the Negro that many of us are caught up in. We're not saying that you should not go to college and further your education. But Jay-Z was a dropout. Think about it. Bill Gates was a dropout. 
you can learn the basics. And if you have a desire to be something in this world and make a difference in your life and in the community and the world, you can do whatever you can conceive in your mind to do. And you cannot allow anyone to take you off course so that you won't fulfill your God-given uh, destiny. Your destiny is to be great. Your destiny is to be that king and that ruler, that queen and that ruler once again. So we're here to uh, light a little flame and dispel the myths and the lies that have come against not only us as black people but have come against all of the black leaders that have come to do something to help us out of the pitiful condition that we find ourselves in it's pitiful brothers and sisters when a man can't be a man in his own house it's pitiful that the destruction of the black family is, is in full force. It's in effect right now where the man has to be outside of the house before she can receive any kind of food stamps or assistance. That's by design. It's not accidental. So this conspiracy can be traced back to the book of Exodus where Pharaoh was expecting a Messiah to come to free those who are in bondage. Now this is a prophetic picture of black America. In that prophetic writing God is saying, or Pharaoh is saying, come, let us deal wisely with them. Lest they multiply, join on to an enemy of ours, and come against us. Let's deal wisely with them. Hmm? Well, how, how wisely will you deal with them, Pharaoh? Well, I'm going to summons all of my magicians. Huh? Those who uh, I have done favors for that I can call that favor now that I need a favor from them. Those that I have given money to. Those that I have given fame to. Those that I have given position to. Those of them that I have placed in these mega churches to not speak the truth of liberation for our people that would break the grip and break the chain mentally on the minds and hearts of our people. I got to call you. I got to summon you. So on that great day of the festival Pharaoh was told by Moses to let my people go. And so he said, wait a minute, who gave you power over us? I'm the God. Pharaoh said, I'm the God. Now, you have 
your Pharaoh on your money. His face is on this paper that's damn near worthless. It's damn near. You better know how to use it and put some benefit in your life while you are alive. In God we trust. Is that what he put on his money? Whose picture's on there? His. His picture's on there. He's telling you that he is the God of his world. So now uh, Moses he comes with his mouthpiece Aaron and they ask him shall we cast or shall you cast and so Moses said you cast first and the enchanters ooh these enchanters the spin doctors you see them on TV every day they're spinning the truth and they're leading the masses of the people through media controlled by the Jews now listen listen the Jews are very powerful in the scripture it talks about Jews being in bondage or the Hebrews being in bondage that is a prophetic picture prophetic means something that was written about the future to be fulfilled at a later time walk with me now walk with me Pharaoh had his spin doctors throw down their rod rod just means power authority they threw down their rod to excite those who are watching this great showdown and they turned into serpents that is a symbolic picture that represents something higher than a physical snake a snake is surreptitious a snake is very subtle right so the uh, media is very subtle sometimes and sometimes they're just outright blatant about it but the rod that was thrown down by the enchanters turned into a serpent okay Moses throws down and the scripture of the Quran says that Moses Rod swallowed up their lies. Didn't say swallowed up their snake. Swallowed up their lies. So there was a lot of lying going on. Right? To keep the people in bondage. And so Pharaoh said you all are going to follow Moses and Aaron before I give you leave? Before I give you permission? You niggas can follow Farrakhan without me telling you it's okay? No. I will cut off your hands and feet on opposite sides and crucify you. Hmm? What is a modern crucifixion? 
a modern crucifixion is being dragged through the media and your reputation destroyed yeah Bill Cosby is a fine example Michael Jackson is another example Prince is another example huh where they drug these brothers that we have high esteem for in the mud so now the people are waking up because the truth has become very very prevalent in the world today the rise of the messiah what messiah the messiah to end satan's world there's a particular man that has been anointed with wisdom and power backed by the Lord of the worlds. You can take it or let it alone. Why is the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan still standing? Why is he still here? They killed Martin. They killed Malcolm. They killed Medgar Evers. They deported Marcus Garvey. Huh? How is fine? They tried to kill him many times. They know who he is. They don't want you to know who he is. He's your salvation. He's your modern Jesus, really, if you want to know the truth about it. All praise is due to Allah. All praise is due to Allah. Jesus had enemies. Is that right? He had enemies. He had the scribes. The modern scribes are your writers. Your journalists. He had the Pharisees. Those who, who uh, were part of a religious group. Who were steeped in the oral tradition of the Torah. Right? The, uh, the ones that want to go by the letter of the book. And not understand that it's written in prophecy, history, law, and doctrine. And if you don't know that, you might be reading of a historical account and think that it passed or maybe it did. But you could read a prophetic account and think that it was historical and it wasn't. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said you can go into the book of fool and come out a bigger fool if you don't know what you're reading and know the full context. All praise is due to Allah. So these, these enemies, these enemies of God are ever present. When you go to school, if you don't have a knowledge of yourself, you are being indoctrinated and trained to function in his world. You are being trained on one level to be a consumer. Not with yourself. But be uh, a purchaser of the goods and services of others. And they come right in our community and set up shop. That's our fault. It's too much wisdom today for that to happen. Now, but the enemy, those who are of the synagogue of Satan, 
Oh, man. These individuals, and I'm not, not saying that all Jews are bad. There are some Jews that stand with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. They were there with him in, at Savior's Day. Hmm? They know he's telling the truth. And they know that he's exposing those synagogues of Satan for who they are because they worship their God. Their God is money. Oh, you didn't know. Be informed today. Money can be a God to you and me. If we are not careful, there's nothing wrong with having nice things. Nothing wrong with having a nice home, a nice car, a nice home to live in, nice clothing. Hmm? Nothing wrong with that. But when you let that be your motivating factor and drive you, then you'll kill your brother for some money. You do something to your sister for some money and vice versa. Money cannot become our God. It's a means of exchange. That's why they call it currency. What is current? Current is a flow of energy or a substance that takes something from one place to another place. It's a means of expression to obtain that which you need in this world's life. Y'all all right? Let's go to slide number 19, brother. Now, this, these organizations, make it big, brother. These organizations are connected with the government and they are actually uh, controlled by the Jews. Okay? APAC is the American Israel Public Affairs Committee. Very powerful. They give a lot of philanthropic support to a lot of uh, politicians. Okay? APAC. That's why APAC can make a call and say, you, you, Negroes, better, you, you Negroes better jump up and say something about Farrakhan talking on Savior's Day. Central Intelligence Agency. Mm -hmm. Come on. That's an agency that is infiltrated by Zionists. Yeah. You better listen. Because the government of America has been hijacked for a long time. This is the house of Israel. And you are the children of Israel. Department of Justice. FBI. Now, you know, they have a long history of destroying our black leadership. Some of you maybe don't know about the struggle of the 60s. And as Sister Minister Aisha was pointing out how our brother was killed April the 27th, 1962, 
in Los Angeles, California at Muhammad Mosque number 27, 5606 South Broadway. When they shot our brother down and others were injured. Anzar was in a wheelchair for 30 years. But there were others that were shot. Brother Nuri Salam shot seven times around the heart and lived. Brother Roosevelt shot in the groin area and lived and produced children after that by Allah's grace. Wazir went to prison. Others went to prison. And when uh, Nuri Salam, who was known as Black Arthur, Black Arthur, strong soldier, stood up. When he got out of prison, he asked Brother Abdullah, could he go to Compton? And he started Muhammad Mosque or Temple Number 54, Compton, California. Legendary Compton. Where you had brothers selling 2,500, 2,000 papers a week. Distributing the final, well, the Muhammad Speaks newspaper at that time. These brothers stood up, they rose up. And they begin to push like never before, driving and helping the Honorable Elijah Muhammad reach our people. You don't know that history, brothers and sisters. You got to study your history. You, you study, the, study the Panthers. Study Dr. King, SCLC. Study that. Study Marcus Garvey. Huh? You got to know these things. And with the uh, proliferation of social media, it's really relatively easy because you can get a lot of it in their own words. And we're going to see some of that in a minute. Department of Justice, DOJ. That's the feds. That's when you go to, uh, you go to court or you, uh, the, the BOP is in there, right? Bureau of Prisons. That's the feds. You get them angry at you, and they give you what's called a bus ride. They take you from institution to institution, and your mail never catches up with you. Department of Justice. Next slide. This is those institutions that have power over elected officials to the point that you can get an, uh, a House Resolution 772 condemning Louis Farrakhan for promoting ideas that create animosity and anger toward Jewish Americans and the Jewish religion. In the House of Representatives, March 13, this year, Mr. Rokita, for himself and Mr. Gomert, submitted the following resolution, which was referred to the Committee on the Judiciary, condemning Louis Farrakhan for promoting ideas and creating uh, animosity and anger toward Jewish Americans. Whereas, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but you can read it. Condemning a man that has spoken the truth. Right, right. Now, 
in your religious religiosity. You know that Jesus had enemies. Is that right? And they uh, attacked him for the things that he was saying. Now, in this uh, final call, and we got documentation, we got, as they say, buku documentation. But this, in this article, uh, the synagogue of Satan and destroying the right to free speech, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan uh, states, during this critical time, when the old world is going out and the new world is coming in, we must be acquainted with the ruler of the old world that's going out. And we must get acquainted with the new ruler of the world that is coming in. The world that is going out is a world that God gave divine privilege to. Listen to this carefully. He gave divine privilege to this world. For how long? 6,000 years. Okay, to rule our planet for 6,000 years. And the 6,000 years of the rule of this contrary world and people is now up. This is why you see all this happening. The weather, people rising up all over the planet because the 6,000 year rule of the Caucasian, that new man styled in the book of Genesis as Adam, his time is up. His six days are done. And the new ruler is in the world. He is the God of the new world. And he comes to make himself known and to manifest Satan so that the people of the earth may fall away from Satan and get ready to prepare themselves to become a part of that which God makes new. He came to make you and me and us new, new people. How does he do it? He comes with a new word. He comes with a new teaching. He comes with a new program. And that program is a process. You don't snap out of it overnight. You didn't get in this condition overnight. You're not going to get out of it overnight. It's going to take work, real work on yourself. Applying discipline to your life. He brings it to you. As the saying says, you can lead a horse to the water, but you can't make him drink. We're bringing it to you on a silver platter, brothers and sisters. We don't want to lose no more. We don't want to lose you to Satan's grip. We don't want to lose you in the penitentiaries and the prisons of America. We don't want to lose you to the cemetery. Huh? We're appealing to you to come out of her because she has become a habitation of devils. Yes. A habitation. Look at this now. The minister goes on to say, the synagogue of Satan's schemes to destroy, destroy the First Amendment right of free speech. This is free speech. We want to focus again on that synagogue of Satan. Minister Farrakhan is saying, I want to speak about the charge of anti-Semitism and what that charge leads to. 
First Amendment of the United States Constitution reads as follows, quote, Congress shall make no law respecting an, an established religion, an establishment of religion, or prohibiting free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech, or of the press, or the right of the people peacefully to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Is that what you're seeing with red for red? Red for Ed? You saw those tens of thousands of teachers and supporters out there uh, Friday, right? That's part of the First Amendment right to assemble and protest peacefully. That's what that's all about. So Minister Farrakhan stands up and he delivers a word. And because he exposed their filth and their lies, they're on him with all four feet. Yeah, that's what I said. With all four feet. Because they are a beast in human form. Listen, listen. This synagogue of Satan is comprised not only of the members of the Jewish community, but you have Gentiles, you have blacks. Listen. You have Asians. Your synagogue is big. And a lot of the people that are members of the synagogue are unwitting pawns in the wicked game of this satanic group. Pawn, not P-O-N-D, but P-A-W-N. You know, like the chessboard, yeah. the pawn that's given up, right? Because chess is a game of war, is that right? Okay, strategy, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of our people are playing checkers while our enemy is playing chess. We tripping. So now go to the next slide, brother. And the whole multitude of them arose and led him unto Pilate. And they began to accuse him, saying, We found this fellow perverting the nation and forget forbidding to give tribute to Caesar, saying that he himself is Christ, a king. And Pilate asked him, saying, Art thou the king of the Jews? And he answered him and said, Thou sayest it. He didn't say, he didn't say that of himself. Then said Pilate to the chief priests and to the people, I find no fault in this man. Hmm? Now, Trump hasn't said a mumbling word. Yet. But he's being urged on in the background that we don't see. And they were the more fierce, saying, He stirreth up the people, teaching throughout all Jewry, beginning from Galilee to this place. Farrakhan is stirring all the people up. He's exposing our works. Our hands are dripping with blood. We had our hand in the slave trade. We owned the ships. We made the chains and sold the chains to the slave masters to bind up the black man and woman. Hmm? He's making us known. He's uncovering us. Next slide. He's stirring. He's arousing, exciting, or thrilling. He's moving and active, huh? 
A small movement, the best thing she could do was pretend that her husband's natural stirrings didn't, <laughs> didn't awake her. But anyway, you get the point. Next slide. He's stirring up the minds of the people. Y'all all right? Some more definitions. To move one's hand or implement continuously or repeatedly through a liquid or substance to stir, like you stir in water or stir in your coffee. To set in tremulous, fluttering, or irregular motion. A strong, to affect strongly, excite. Uh, you get the message. To insight. That's what the minister is doing. He's getting us to think critically about those who pose as our friend. But in reality, they are deadly enemy. Next slide. Also, the, the Sanhedrin is also called the Great Sanhedrin. The highest council of the ancient Jews consisting of 71 members and exercising authority from about the second century B.C. Also called Lesser Sanhedrin, a lower tribunal of this period consisting of 23 members. Next slide. In the New Testament, the Sanhedrin trial of Jesus refers to the trial of Jesus before the Sanhedrin. Following his arrest in Jerusalem. And prior to his dispensation by Pontius Pilate. It is an event reported by all four canonical uh, gospels of the New Testament. Although John's gospel does not explicitly mention a Sanhedrin trial in this context. Jesus is generally quiet. This is why I stand today. We don't let the minister defend himself. We stand and in defense of our minister, our leader, our teacher, and our guide. He, he already showed us how to defend. It's an open book test. Get out of the white man's name. Yes, sir. A name depicts ownership. Get out of his name. Yeah. Do you belong to him? He can claim you. Yes. He can claim you. As his. Because you're in his name. Mr. Johnson. Miss Jones. Come on now. Now. Go to the next slide, sir. Look at this. I know thy works in tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. And as the minister just pointed out, the synagogue of Satan is comprised of not only members of the Jewish community, but you have Gentiles, you have blacks, you have Asians, you have your synagogue. Your synagogue is big. And a lot of the people that are members of the synagogue are unwitting pawns in the wicked game of this satanic group. Next slide. Ah, there they are. Those are the ones that got called or were programmed. That's the cold thing about this whole thing, Brother Lewis. Sometimes they ain't even got to be called. They'll just jump up. 
If they just jump up and say, Massa, Massa, you hurt? You know, nah, man. These people, Barbara Lee, Andre Carson, George Meeks, Keith Ellison, Danny Davis. These individuals were in support of the resolution and the condemnation of our great leader, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Now, Minister Farrakhan is in really great company as being called an anti-Semite. Did you know the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was called an anti-Semite by the Jews? Did you know Martin Luther King Jr.? The one they want you to believe had a dream of integration. They called him anti-Semite. Malcolm X, you know. Marcus Garvey, you know. Booker T. Washington was called an anti-Semite by the Jews. W.E.B. Du Bois. Huh? Now most recently, Kwesi Mfume who used to be the head of the NAACP was considered an anti-Semite. Kwame Ture, Stokely Carmichael. Andrew Young. Desmond Tutu, who won the Nobel Peace Prize for his work in South Africa. He was considered an anti-Semite. Nelson Mandela. Muhammad Ali anti-Semite Jesse Lewis Jackson anti-Semite Michael Jackson the great entertainer who many of you don't know this but Michael Jackson was buying up bookstores my son told me this he was part of his security team from the nation that was with Michael Jackson when he lived in Vegas and he said Michael Jackson is buying up bookstores he who can control what goes in your mind can, can control you is that right you have to watch what you feed on because you uh, have a tendency to be influenced by what you feed on. Is that right? Arsenio Hall. Anti-Semite. When he had the minister on there, he caught hell. He didn't get another show since the Asia for what, 20 years, 25 years? And he tried to ask some tough questions. He didn't give the minister a free, free ride. Now, you're going to really be shocked about this. Oprah Winfrey, anti-Semite by the Jews. Spike Lee, John Fitzgerald Kennedy, and Billy Graham. <laughs> now this is the number one, Adolf Hitler. <laughs> That's without saying, right? Thomas Edison. Hmm. George H.W. Bush, Jimmy Carter, and I'm going to add this last one in, Henry Ford. He wrote a pamphlet called The International Jew. 
And the Jews jumped on him with all four feet and made him apologize publicly. For it was the well, one of the, if not the most powerful entrepreneur businessman during that time. And they made him bow down. Kiss the ring. Bow down to the real power. Hmm? So we have a lot to be thankful for as Minister Farrakhan continues to trumpet the truth into the hearts and minds of our people to cause what is called the general resurrection. The resurrection of the dead. Not in the physical cemetery, but the mental cemetery of your mind. Your mind is dead. You have been nailed to the cross like Jesus. Where your hands have not built anything for yourself. Huh? Your feet are nailed because you don't walk as free and independent people. Stabbed in the side. Your lifeblood is running out because anybody can come to your neighborhood and set up a store. And suck out all of your resources. Your lifeblood. Blood. Cuz. For real, for real. Next slide. And indeed, you know these among you who violated the Sabbath. So we said to them, be as apes, despised and hated. Now, I want to read something to you from the Holy Quran. In the Holy Quran, it says, and for those of you who don't know, the Holy Quran is a book of scriptures of the Muslims. We use the Quran, we use the Bible. But we have to let you know that the Bible has been tampered with. There are over 666, there's that number, 666 different denominations in Christianity. Right? And the Bible has been so changed and tampered with that it is in need right now of another interpretation. In the Holy Quran, it reads in chapter 4 entitled The Women. It reads then for breaking their covenant and their disbelief in the messages of Allah and their killing the prophets wrongfully and their saying our hearts are covered. Nay, Allah has sealed them owing to their disbelief so they believe not but a little. And for their disbelief and for their uttering against Mary a grievous calumny, and for their saying we have killed the Messiah Jesus son of Mary the messenger of Allah and they killed him not nor did they cause his death on the cross but was made to appear to them as such and certainly those who differ Therein are in doubt about it. They have no knowledge about it, but only follow a conjecture 
And they killed him not for certain. Now who is this Jesus Messiah that they're talking about? That they tried to kill. It's really on three levels. But I want to talk about two. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad was opposed by the rulers of this world. They wanted to kill him. But they knew after uh, sending in stew pigeons and agents. And let me just say this. These days, you don't have to, they don't have to send you in. They can pick up everything we send about a mile away. They already know. They want to they uh, ridicule you. They want your ghetto pass to be revoked. <laughs> they want to treat you like an old filthy rag and toss you aside when they finish using you. Therefore, you have no more use for them and you can't come back home. Don't fall for it. Stand up like a man. Stand up like a woman. And stand up on truth. They tried to kill the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. And word came to the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan. And he made it public in the lecture uh, Savior's Day 1981. That a man came to him who had prostitutes working in Phoenix during a doctor's convention and his girl came back and told him that the, she heard the doctors talking about a great leader that they had planned to kill and she said I can't remember his name he said Malcolm X said no he said Elijah Muhammad yeah yeah that's the name they said and so the doctors in his conversation to other doctors in that room said we got rid of that problem non-violently meaning that they were trying to kill the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. But as the Quran says, and they killed him not, nor did his death, nor did they cause his death on the cross. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad told Minister Farrakhan, he told Brother Jabril as well, that if Allah can't save me, it's a sign that he can't save you. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, in his more than a vision experience, went and heard the voice of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad on the wheel. Now, you may not know what the wheel is, but the wheel is the greatest military weapon known 
in the annals of time. It was a craft designed by Master Farad Muhammad made out of the finest steel known to man and it's one half mile by one half mile it comes into the earth's atmosphere at least once every six months to draw up hydrogen and oxygen. There is life on this humanly built planet. Get, get a message to the black man and read O Wheel, the mother wheel, and get the fall of America. You can read all about it. We don't have the time to go into the detail on that. But as the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan was transported to this wheel, he heard the voice of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad and he told him that he was to hold a press conference in Washington, D.C. And he said, tell them that I got it from Elijah Muhammad on the wheel. Now, some try to condemn the minister and say that, wow, he's bugging out. Because you don't, you don't understand the power of God. And so the minister is carrying out the instruction that he received. Like in the book of Ezekiel, where the son of man had to eat a scroll. The, the information that was downloaded in the minister, and he's carrying that out on his day to day. You can take it or let it alone. Next slide, Brother, brother uh, Hilario. Next slide. Next slide. Next slide. Next slide. Go to those video clips. This is historical in the way that the enemy of God don't want you to ever rise. So they, they talk about the uh, destruction and the, of the rise of a black messiah. Why would J. Edgar Hoover use that kind of language? A black messiah. Yes. A messiah that would unite the people. And you can really tell from the words of the minister that the messiah is present because a tree is known by the fruit it bears and a man is known by his works the messiah would unite various people of different backgrounds and that is the work of the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan go ahead and run it brother can everybody see that prevent the rise of a black messiah who could unify and electrify the militant black nationalist movement prevent militant black nationalist groups and the leaders from gaining respectability by discrediting them to the community is that what the enemy does that's the dictates of the FBI tells you right there this country has never cared about black people they don't give two dams about us, and all of us always turn around worrying about what's good for America, what's good later for America, what's good for black people. I know what they're going to say, not guilty, because no one saw them pull the trigger. I'm tired of that. 
back then, y'all. They ain't stopped killing us. Any black leader with charisma was a target of the government's COINTELPRO program. Uh, and that's stated in their own objectives of the program. Who are you? You don't know. Don't tell me Negro. That's nothing. What were you before the white man named you a Negro? Come on. And where were you? And what did you have? What was yours? What language did you speak then? What was your name? It couldn't have been Smith or Jones. Or Bunch or Powell, that wasn't your name. They don't have those kind of names where you and I came from. No, what was your name? And why don't you now know what your name was then? Where did it go? Where did you lose it? Who took it? And how did he take it? What tongue did you speak? How did the man take your tongue? Where is your history? How did the man wipe out your history? How did the man, what did the man do to make you as dumb as you are right now? Go ahead. Because he had began to take meaningful steps towards gaining the freedom for his people. He was taking steps to internationalize the black man's struggle to take it to the United Nations, to take it diplomatically to the other countries around the world so that meaningful pressure could be brought to bear on the United States government and to force them to let his people go. Okay, stop it right there, brother. Stop it right there. Um... Brothers and sisters, this, this, this is proof right here that the enemy is still on the case to destroy your connection with your leadership. Minister Farrakhan is the last man standing. You can take it or leave it. He's the last man standing that is not compromising anything. He don't have a price that he can be bought. See, and that comes from us supporting him. We give him charity to live and to run our nation, which is important. It's very, very, very important. So we we appeal to you 
to hear Minister Farrakhan and, and those who tried to buy him. I'm talking about the Arab Muslims that tried to buy him. They said, Brother Farrakhan, we don't want you to teach Elijah Muhammad, teach Prophet Muhammad, and then after you are dead, we will say that you were the Magedian or the Messiah. The minister said he wanted to tear the man's throat out of his neck. Thinking that he, Minister Farrakhan, is some prostitute preaching for money. So, we don't uh, we love Prophet Muhammad Ibn Abdullah and with the rise of the son of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad Imam Warath Dean Muhammad he brought Orthodox Islam to us but he brought it to us through the back door are you listening? Yes, sir. the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan connected us as the Honorable Elijah Muhammad told him brother find a way to unite with the Muslim world he went to them in the front door what do you mean he explained to them and debated them with Master Farad Muhammad point number 12 and defeated them for three days he argued with them in the best manner of course and debated them on Master Farad Muhammad. We say Allah came in the person of Master Farad Muhammad. Now they say that how can man be God? Well, how can he be other than man? God, you are made in God's image. But you have been taught that God was a spook and a spirit all your life. So when this knowledge comes to you, it sounds strange. But truth is stranger than fiction. Is that right? So look. The Arabs did not bring us Islam. Islam in this book, chapter 5. Says set by no thirty thirty Romans chapter thirty verse thirty set thy set thy face for religion being upright the nature in which Allah created men that's your nature it is, yes, sir. Islam proof of that is Prophet uh, Muhammad found Bilal yes, an Ethiopian slave in the desert being tortured with hot rocks on his chest huh and when they found him he was saying ahad ahad means one god in arabic that's right he hadn't even met muhammad yet how did he know it was his nature to know that god was one all praises due to allah run that last clip brother on the ministry this is the one here Mm, mm, mm. Care Muslims. Ain't nobody came after you. Nobody. Don't you ever forget that. Come on, That's now. right. Nobody. Do you think that Prophet Muhammad would be pleased when your mission is to spread the Quran to the ends of the earth? Who brought the Quran to us? Go ahead. You didn't bring us no damn book. Right. 
You walked over us. You walked by us. You never invited us to your mosque. Go ahead. Damn self-righteous hypocrite. No, no. No, no. This is an all-men's meeting. Nobody in there but brothers. But when Elijah Muhammad began talking to us, all of a sudden you become interested because he ain't teaching us the right Islam. What is the right Islam? To be like you? Hmm. What is the right Islam? You the real Muslims. But President Clinton can butt your butt. Hmm. And your kings and your rulers bow down like little sissies. What is the real Islam? When our Muslim brothers who are white in Bosnia, hmm. women being raped, Muslim children being killed, and the Muslim world stands by like a group of faggots because the United Nations said you can't give weapons to your own brother to fight to defend his own land. You go tell me what a real Muslim is. Go ahead, Minister. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Look at all them soldiers. Yeah. What is a real Muslim? One who makes a lot? A damn devil could bow down, jackass. Come on now. Tell it. Devils can prostrate. Devils can make sajda. That don't mean you're a Muslim because you pray like one. Go ahead. A Muslim is what a Muslim does. Woo. Your whole life should be devoted in service to Allah. And don't tell me it's just prayer. And fasting during the month of Ramadan. And paying a little jive zakat. God damn it is going out. Getting the people in the mud. Go ahead. Freeing the slave. And lifting your people. And if you're not doing that. Don't talk to me. About what a true Muslim is. You're nothing but a damn hypocrite. Go ahead minister. He ain't through. Just a couple more minutes. Farrakhan don't have the right Islam. Farrakhan is a deceiver. Farrakhan's teaching is like Kool-Aid. Laced with cyanide. You're just a damn envious bigger. You can't stand to see crowds come out to hear Farrakhan while you can't draw flies if you were manure. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. You upset because God has put it in the hearts of black people to love Farrakhan. They don't want your kind of Islam. Go ahead, man. They don't want no damn religion that make a faggot out of them. They don't want a religion that's going to make them into an Arab. I ain't no Arab. God damn it, and don't try to make me one. I'm a 
Go ahead. Excuse me. But ain't nothing in here but men. And we having a man's talk tonight. You're going to tell me I accepted an Arab religion? No, I didn't. I accepted the nature in which I'm created. Come on. Before there was a man named Muhammad. Before there was a man named Abraham. I was. Go ahead, I'm a black man. I'm the original man. I was in the beginning. Go ahead, little so look they ain't gonna give you no power power is something that comes from God and you accept the knowledge when you accept knowledge and learn to love who God made you with your kinky hair and your black face and your thick lips and your broad nose don't try to be made in the image of nobody else God knew what he was doing that's right the Quran said the first man was called Adam the Quran says that Allah created him out of black mud and fashioned him into shape Go Not go and tell me I'm a racist. The whole world looks down on black people. Mm. And you look down on yourself. Mm. You so glad to accept a religion that makes you strange. So you don't have to be a nigga no more. So you going to act like you somebody else with an affected accent. Why the hell don't you be yourself? You can speak Arabic. You don't have to have an affected speech because you study the Quran. Quran ain't trying to make you an Arab. They're trying to make you a righteous man and a righteous woman. You don't use it like no damn cover. You put it on and you take it off and hang it up in your closet. You're a Muslim from early morning till you lay down in your bed and you sleep a Muslim and you wake up a Muslim and you die a Muslim. Go ahead. Because you live the life of a Muslim. Go ahead. Yes, sir. All these teachers from all over the world coming to make you into them. I see you dressing like a Pakistani. They're good Muslims, but you ain't Pakistani. That's right, brother. That's right. You got good Muslims who are Arabs, but you're not an Arab. You don't have to dress in their national dress to be a Muslim. That's right. I got to go and show them. So when I go to Mecca, I got to go there and show them that I'm trying to be one of them. Hell no. Come on, I go there with my bow tie on. Well, what does the bow tie mean? Mean I grew up in hell. Come on. Now. I grew up in America. 
My natural dress is a robe. But I don't speak the language of a stranger. My people are in hell and I'm in hell with them. And I got to speak the language that they understand. I come to them all robed up and dude it up. They say, who the hell is this coming here? So I come to them looking like their brother. Oh, well, you got a suit on. Damn, that's a nice suit. <laughs> he, got, he got on a nice pair of shoes, too. Nigga, shop. It's not what I got on. It's what I got in. That's right. But if what I got on attracts you to what I got in, then I'll use that to attract you That's to what right. I got in. Yes, sir. Come on now. That's my leader. That's my teacher. That's my guide. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. It ain't but one. Don't get it twisted. It's one. God is one. His messengers are one. The believers are one. Do you understand? It's time, brothers and sisters, for us to stand up like men and women and accept our responsibility and do what we need to do in our own communities, starting with ourselves. 